0: into the book of Esther chapter number the book of Esther chapter number 3 let's start from verse 1 Esther chapter 3 verse 1 and after these after these things King Ahasuerus promoted Haman or Haman however you pronounce it promoted Haman the son of Hamadata, the Agagite we got to underline that who is Haman he is the son of Hamadata, the Agagite underline that and advanced him and set his seat above all the princes who were with him and all the king's servants who were with, within the king's gate bore and paid homage to Haman For so the king had commanded concerning him. But Mordecai would not bow or pay homage. Let's stop there. Okay, so today we are going to look at Haman. Haman was not only a man, but Haman was the face or the image of an ancient principality that used to fight against God. And uh, Haman is... A part or the image or the mouthpiece of an ancient kingdom or an ancient principality which God hates and one of the biggest enemy of God. Okay, and the Bible speaks in verse 1 that Haman was the son of Hamadatha, the Agagite. Do you remember something about the Agagite King Agag or Agag or Agag? Uh, and the Lord had commanded King Saul. To destroy all the Amalekites and the kings, the, the king of Amalekite that is King Agag, to destroy them completely, to spare no one. King Agag. So Haman was one of the descendant of this Agag, King Agag, who was an enemy of Israel. In other words, who was an enemy of the kingdom of God and enemy of God. Okay, Hallelujah. Now this Haman. Now got power from the kingdom from the king himself to be one of the chief princes over all the princes. And what he started. he started He started to make everyone bow down before him. He started to make everyone worship him. But there was a man called Mordecai who would not bow down before this Haman. Okay? Now Mordecai. Is our main figure that we are going to look look at today okay so Mordecai was in a battle now Mordecai was in a war not only with Amman but Mordecai was in a war with the an ancient evil principality that fight against the kingdom of God okay and this ancient evil principality it's find is finding expression and authority over the kingdom where Mordecai is working for the king okay now Mordecai is kind of looks like this Haman is going to make Mordecai bow down and the war of Haman is against Mordecai so first of all we got to realize that if we are fighting with a spirit or a evil principality and we want to dominate that evil principali- principality or, or have victory over that evil principality, the first thing that we need to do is not to pray. The first thing that we need to do is not to bow down, to have the courage and spiritual backbone of not bowing down to them even at the cost of our death or even at the cost of death threats to us or whatever may we we may lost. First thing that we got to understand is if we are fighting with such a spirit and such a spirit is fighting against us such a whole principality is fighting against us the first thing we got to realize that is uh, we should not bow down to them at their threats or whatever they are saying or whatever they are doing against us we should hold our ground in the word of god and in our faith in jesus and in the word and not bow down to such a person okay are we together so stay with me okay now Haman was from the kingdom of Amalek which was an ancient kingdom and that kingdom of Amalek was an ancient enemy of God let's go to Exodus chapter number 17 Exodus chapter number 17 verse number 8 So it says here, Exodus 17, verse number 8, now Amalek came and fought with Israel in Rephidim and Moses said to Joshua, choose us some men and go out to fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill. With the rod of God in my hand Okay This is the fir- first time When Israel was coming out of Egypt The people who came to fought And to harass the people of Israel Was Amalek Now what Amalek did was To to the people of Israel Amalek did much much damage To the people of Israel Amalek even killed A pregnant woman of Israel Amalek even killed The babies of Israel Okay Small children of Israel That, that will be fo- found In the book of Samuel 1st Samuel chapter 15, but that is what Amalek was doing to Israel. Okay, are we together? so but Moses came up with a strategy to defeat the Amalekites and Moses said to Joshua go and fight with this people against the people of Amalek and I will go on the top of the hill, on the mountain with the rod of God. So, so so Moses went up on the top of the mountain with the rod of God and he lifted up the rod, he lifted up his hands and Aaron and Hur were supporting his hand. Until the time Moses had his hands lifted up, Joshua was winning against Amalek. Okay? And as soon as the hands of Moses were coming down, Joshua was getting defeated. But Moses was, was supported by Aaron and Hur And he kept his hand and the rod lifted up and Joshua defeated the people of Amalek. Are we together? So we got to understand this Haman who has stood up against Mordecai is not only angry against Mordecai but his anger, the spirit in him is the enemy of God's kingdom. And through the agenda of Mordecai not bowing down before him, he wants to destroy all the people of Israel. He want to he wants to he wants to wipe out the evidence of God's kingdom on earth. He is an evil man supported by an evil principality, the ancient principality of the Amalekites. He is a descendant of Agag. Are we together? Okay. So here Moses came up with a strategy of the spirit. And he said, I have to keep my, the rod of God. I have taught you about the rod of Moses. And I have told you the rod of Moses is used against the witchcraft and sorceries of Egypt. To defeat the witchcraft and sorceries of Egypt. You remember when Moses and Aaron went for the first time in the king's palace, in Pharaoh's palace. What, what, what happened? As Moses was commanded, he threw the rod. It became a snake but the sorcerers and the magicians all of all those people were also able to perform the same magic by their spirits evil spirits but the rod of moses the snake of moses ate up all that snake that was the difference so witchcraft is a is is a power that can duplicate god's miracles signs and wonders but the difference is Witchcraft and sorcery can duplicate God's miracles, signs, and wonders, the works of God, but it is not higher than the power of God. Yes. And the snake of Moses ate up all the snakes. That means God's power is high above witchcraft and sorcery. We got to understand what is happening in book in the book of Esther is not something natural. It, 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 it's not Cold War between Mordecai and Haman. It's a ancient battle that is finding Once again expression It's an ancient evil principality Of Amalek That is once again finding Its way to destroy God's kingdom Are are you understanding? Okay Remember the first point Okay what I told you That if you are fighting With such a principality Or no no, you don't choose to fight with them Actually they come and fight with you So I, I, I would rather say that If such a principality Is fighting with you the first thing that you need to do is not to fast and pray the first thing you need to do is take a decision of not to bow down before them okay what I will come back to Moses when I have I have time that is what Moses did he went up on the mountain and he lifted up his hands hallelujah it's a non compromising faith first of all before prayer and fasting that comes in a non-compromising faith that you have in God will be the first step to start to towards the victory over this kind of a evil principality. Yes, Hallelujah. Okay, stay with me. So this is the background of of where Haman is coming from. He's coming from this people called Amalek. Okay, who were who had so before Joshua defeated them. Okay. What they did is they harassed the people of Israel. I told you that they had killed pregnant women, they had killed children and they had done much damage to Israel. That is not there in Exodus, that is there in the coming verses. Okay, let me take you to Deuteronomy chapter number 25. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter number 25. Verse number 17. Deuteronomy 25, 17. Remember what Amalek did to you on the way as you were coming out of Egypt, how he met you on the way and attacked your rear ranks, all the stragglers at your rear when you were tired and weary and did not, and he did not fear God. So, God is speaking to Israel, right? And he is telling the people of Israel that you remember how the people of Amalek had come from behind. And attacked your rear soldiers. Okay, So they did damage to Israel that means. Verse number 19. Therefore it shall be when the Lord your God has given you rest from your enemies all around. In the land which the Lord your God is giving you to possess as an inheritance. That you will blot out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. You shall not forget this. So this was the plan of God from the beginning to do what? To completely destroy and wipe out this kingdom, this evil kingdom of Amalek. And God is telling them that when there is peace all around, remember to destroy them. Remember to wipe them out. And this responsibility or this opportunity was received by Saul the king. In the book of 1st Samuel. Are you staying with me until now? Okay. This opportunity to carry out this ancient agenda of God was given to Saul the king. So Saul was blessed enough to receive this ancient assignment. So let's go now to 1st Samuel chapter number 15. Let's go to 1st Samuel chapter number 15. Okay, verse number one. Samuel also said to Saul, The Lord sent me to anoint you king over his people, over Israel. Now, therefore, heed the voice of the words of the Lord. Okay, this is the first instruction of the Lord to Samuel. What is it? Thus says the Lord of hosts. Now, for your information, Saul has already, you know, uh, disobeyed God by not waiting for Samuel, not going into that. Now, even after that God is giving him chance okay let me give one of the assignment that is in my heart to Saul so that that is the ancient assignment now the Lord is given giving through Samuel to Saul in verse number two thus says the Lord of hosts I will punish what Amalek did to Israel how he ambushed him on the way when he came up from Egypt now go and attack Amalek and utterly destroy all they have and do not spare them but Kill both man and woman, infant and nursing child, ox and sheep, camel and donkey. This is the assignment. Now you know where is the assignment coming from? The assignment is coming from uh, a very old desire that God had when the people of Israel came out of Egypt, that he wanted to destroy the Amalekites. And now since Saul is the king, the Lord gives him the assignment through Samuel, that you got to fulfill this assignment of mine. And what was the assignment? To destroy all the people, man, woman, nursing child, small babies, cattle, donkeys, sheep. Don't take anything from them. Destroy them all along with the king Agag. But Saul at the opinion of people took some of the good sheep, some of the good spoils, he did not destroy it completely and he took something, some many things from Amalek. And the second thing he did was he did not kill King Agag because he did not kill King Agag and brought him into Israel. His sin opened a doorway for this Haman to operate like this in the time of Esther. Okay, he did not kill King Agag, he brought King Agag in Israel and kept him nicely. Okay, so because of this sin of Saul, many years after many generations, this Agagite who is called Haman again found expression. To dominate and to destroy the kingdom of Israel and the people of Israel because of this open doorway that Saul gave to Satan by not obeying the commands of the Lord hallelujah listen to me sin can be forgiven but after there are certain sins you do which opens a doorway to the next generations that will come through you do you remember David fell into adultery and he slept with Bathsheba okay and the first child which was born was dead but a second child was born and his name was what and solomon later fell again into adultery not adultery but he was in lust for women and he had many wives and those wives the spirits in those wives turned his heart to worship idols not only that one of the son of david absalom started to come against his own father and David and his people had to flee away from the kingdom palace because of his own son. So one sin that David did, yes, it was forgiven by God, but it opened door to several kinds of spirits in his generation. Are we together? Okay, not going into that. That is not my topic. But okay, that is what Saul did. And listen to me. If after that, so Saul kept the sheep and some of the good spoils and he kept Agag alive. But Samuel came in, and you know what happened? Samuel rebuked Saul and all those things. We will not go into that. But Samuel came and he did not even rebuke, only rebuke Saul and told Saul that the kingdom has been taken away from you. God has given it to someone else. You are no, no longer the chosen ones of uh, you the, the, the chosen one of God and all those things. But he also killed a and cut a in pieces okay are we together so okay what did I say when you when such a principality is fighting with you the first thing is that your faith that you have should be non compromising that you should not bow down before them at any cost even at the cost of you they are telling you you we will kill you you should not bow down I am NOT going to do Or bow down before you or whatever you are saying that is the first thing the second thing you need to do is do not have mercy have no mercy on God's enemy and take nothing from them have no mercy on God's enemy and take nothing from them that is the second step you need to take towards victory over them what you should not show mercy on the enemy on the person or on the spirit or on the people who are the enemies of god the biggest problem in the church today is there are no prophets like samuel who can pray and release the prayer of judgment over principalities yes we don't have samuels in church who can go and destroy agag and cut agag in pieces not physically but by releasing judgment. Are we together? Hallelujah! There is a realm of the prophetic where we pray prayers of judgments by the Spirit of God, not by our flesh. By the utterance of the Lord himself, we pray prayer of judgments. Hallelujah! There is a satanic agent sitting in one of the nations and he is introducing all si- all sorts of antichrist agendas. One of the agendas, one of the product that he introduced and he promoted was the prototype of the mark of the beast that is supposed to come. And I see Christians telling each other, we need to pray that he will be saved. No, that is not the prayer that we should do for such a person. Because you are not at all in the spirit. You are not at all rising in the realms and in the training school of the spirit. You are totally in the flesh. That's why so many Christians don't pray against the enemy. They pray for their enemy. There is a breed on the face of the earth who live in flesh and blood, who look like you and me, who look like human beings. But they are the seed of Satan. They are the seed of the serpent. They cannot and never can be saved. And Christians should not pray for their salvation but pray against the agendas that through them Satan is carrying out on the face of the earth. Are we together? The second point is show no mercy to God's enemy. The enemy who is an enemy to God should be an enemy to you. Don't try to go and make friendship with that enemy. Hallelujah. Don't try and go. Making friendship with Satan you will become what does the Bible says friendship with the world is what animity with God Hallelujah Understand I I believe and we know I know about the love and compassion of Jesus, but Jesus Was not compassionate on the Pharisees You should understand by the wisdom of the Holy Spirit Okay, I have seen Christians. Oh Compassion and love in the flesh, not of Jesus Christ. It's a fake one. It's a fake one. And Saul did that. Hallelujah. If Samuel, listen to me. Do you remember the point number two? Show no mercy to the enemy of God and take nothing or have no part with them. No, nothing. Okay? So, what I am saying is, if Samuel wouldn't had destroyed and killed Agag, what would have happened is, that Agag who was, who was already on the way to become a friend with Saul Would have destroyed the kingdom of Israel Along with Saul And praise God for prophets like Samuel Who came in between and cut Agag in pieces Otherwise what Haman is doing here Agag would have started to do in Israel If he would have left He was left alive He was left alive Are we together people? Okay, stay with me now, I want to take you to 1st Samuel chapter 15. Skipping many verses, we don't have time to cover everything. 1st Samuel chapter 15, verse number, verse number 30. No, let's start from verse number 32. 1st Samuel 15, verse 32. Then Samuel said, Bring Agag, king of the Amalekites, here to me. So Agag came to him cautiously and Agag said, Surely, the bitterness of death is past. What does that mean? I will tell you. What did Agag said to Samuel? Surely, the bitterness of death is past. Hmm. That means, what he was trying to tell the prophet Samuel is, Even if you kill me Samuel, there is the, I, I am not the end of this principality. It will continue to work against the kingdom you are serving. Okay, I will tell you. Now, now, see the answer of Samuel. But Samuel said to him, As your sword has made women childless, so shall your mother be childless among women. And Samuel hacked Agag in pieces before the Lord in Gilgal. That, listen to me, Samuel re- released a prophetic judgment over the generation of Agag. What was the judgment? That as your sword has made women childless, your mother shall be childless among women. That means no one from your descendants will be able to continue the reign and come against the kingdom of God or continue to reign. Okay, are we together? This ancient word of judgment that prophet Samuel released against Agag helped Esther and Mordecai in their work against Haman yes people of God are you understanding are you with me okay this ancient prophetic judgment that Samuel this this word is very important which one the verse number 33 that is a word that Samuel released by the spirit of God by the utterance of the Lord over the descendants of Agag over the kingdom of Amalek that always your mother will be childless. Yes. None of the descendants coming from you will be able to hold their reign for a long time. They will die. Hallelujah. Your mother will be childless. Are we together? King Saul does not even know that whom he has spared is an ancient enemy of God. Yes. King Saul does not even know the person he is making friendship with is an ancient enemy of God and who is going to destroy the kingdom of God, sitting with King Saul. That is how the leaders of the church have become today. They are not able to discern. They are not able to discern. People are sitting, they are making friendship and collaboration with people who are of the enemy. Hallelujah. But I pray that Samuels will arise who will destroy Who will destroy and bring a prophetic judgment. That they will not be able to destroy the church of God in collaboration with the leaders of the church. Okay. Okay. Hallelujah. So this word of Samuel was a weapon, was an ancient curse from the Lord released on Agag and his descendants. That would certainly be used and will come into expression in this time of the book of Esther. Where Haman is rising up against Mordecai and Esther. Are we together? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay. So point number three I want to say is the principality that is fighting you and your destiny. In ancient time, God has already released a word against them. And you need to tap into those mysteries to defeat them. Are we together? Yes, you need to tap against those mysteries. And there after the third point comes prayer and fasting. Okay, the fourth one is how to do that. We have to bring the judgments and the decrees which are already already released by the mouth of God and by the mouth of his prophets in the ancient times. That judgment and decrees have to come into activation by the ministry of seeking him in Prayer and fasting. Okay? Hallelujah. Let's go ahead. Now, let's... Since I have... So, this this was my explanation for Haman. Okay? This was my explanation for Haman. And uh, now you understand that Mordecai... What is attacking Mordecai? It's not just one man. It's an ancient kingdom that is attacking Mordecai. And it's not only attacking Mordecai, but it is... Uh, attacking the whole race of Jewish people to wipe them away to wipe them out from the face of the earth so let's go back to the book of Esther now mm. Hallelujah Esther we will go to I think chapter number 3 okay And Okay So Esther chapter number 3 We have gone Okay So I read uh, chapter number 3 verse 2 That uh, Everyone was commanded to pay homage to Haman But but Mordecai was not bowing down before Haman So verse number 3 says Then the king's servants Who were within the king's gate Said to Mordecai why do you transgress the king's command? Now it happened when they spoke to him daily and he would not listen to them that they told it to Haman to see whether Mordecai's words would stand. For Mordecai had told them that he was a Jew. So Mordecai was not like a silent Christian, not telling the people, I am, oh no, 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 hiding his faith from people. He was very vocal about his faith. He had told people, I will not bow down to this man and listen to me. I am a Jew. Okay? He was very vocal about his faith. That is the first step to defeat such principalities. Okay? Then verse number 5. When Haman saw that Mordecai did not bow or pay him homage, Haman was filled with wrath. Now, those ancient spirits that, that was from his ancestral line were manifesting in Haman. But he disdained to lay hands on Mordecai alone, for they had told him of the people of Mordecai. Instead, Haman sought to destroy all the Jews who were throughout the whole kingdom of Ahasuerus, the people of Mordecai. You see how... Now, that's why I explained you first who is Haman. That thought did not just arise out of jealousy. That thought arose because he was from a line of ancestors who had a plan to destroy Israel, who had a plan to destroy God's kingdom. And now he is not only against Mordecai, he wants to kill all the people of Mordecai. Those are the Jewish people. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go to Esther chapter number 4. Esther chapter number 4. So you know the whole story? First of all, Before this could happen, my dear friends, this happened in verse number 3. But, uh, sorry, this happened in chapter number 3. But in chapter number 2, you have to see, you have to see the power and the wisdom of God. That God already knows that Amalek spirit is going to arise against my people. So before Haman was promoted as a chief of the princes in chapter number 2 what god did was sent esther as a queen to Ahasuerus the lord has already had already made esther the queen knowing the enemy's plan beforehand against his own people so before the problem came out he already sent the solution and the way by making esther the queen of ahashuerus hallelujah Do you remember what I told you about the ancient of days? The Lord has advantage over the devil not by his power and authority but because he existed before Satan was created. Hallelujah. That is the wisdom of God. Hallelujah. In the mighty name of Jesus, before the devil might come and kill you, the Lord has already given the providence and the solution for you to defeat your enemy in Jesus' mighty name yes are we understanding so the Bible first of all the Bible is chronologically written right as per the Spirit of God in the right order before Haman was promoted to authority so that he will start planning and plotting against the Jews God already knew that that is going to manifest that is that is the function of the prophetic ministry in the church yes that before an attack will arise against the church the prophets have to tap into the frequencies of the announcement that god makes so that they can alarm and make the people alert this is going to happen and this is the solution to it this is how we will tackle it and overcome it okay joseph was not only a, only the prime minister of egypt joseph was actually a prophet he was operating in the prophetic anointing and before the seven years of drought may come Joseph detected that it is going to be followed by a seven years of abundance and the way we are going to overcome the drought is by saving and gathering in the time when when there is an abundance on the land through the land hallelujah are we understanding are we understanding Christians who are not connected in the spirit. Christians who don't hear the voice of God. That's why the enemy takes you by surprise. Some attacks come and you are taken by surprise. Because you are not in prayer. Because you are not meditating on the word. Because you are not fellowshipping with God. If you were in the spirit, no devil can take you by surprise by an attack. No one. Yes, read your Bible carefully. A decree was passed by Nebuchadnezzar that all the wise men of Babylon have to be killed okay and when when the captain Ariok came to Daniel Daniel told him why is the decree so urgent can't the king wait why do you want me to why do you want to kill me so urgently and so fast wait 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 I will give the answer what is the problem so so That shows that Daniel was not surprised when the attack came. He was at peace and he was talking very casually. Because he knew if I am connected to my God, I cannot die. The devil cannot kill me. Are we together? Mordecai knew that if I am a true worshipper of my Jehovah God, this Haman cannot kill me. And Haman, listen, I will not bow down to you and listen to me who I am. I am a Jew. You have to be like that. Hallelujah, but Christian, no, 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 no. no. Who, which Christian? I am not a Christian. No, no, no. We've, we've, uh, you, are, People manipulate. People are not even vocal outside in the world about their faith in Christ. When I was in the office, people, oh, your name is Rahul Rai, how come you are a Christian? I told, that is none of your business. I am who I am. I believe in Christ. Hallelujah. But people get very afraid to talk and all those things. But Mordecai said, I will not pay homage to Haman. And listen, I am a Jew. When he exposed his faith to Haman, that is when the attack started. Haman told, oh, he's a Jew. No, no, no. I will kill him. Not only him, but I will kill all the Jews. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are we together? Listen to me. So, where we were in in Esther chapter number 4. Let's go to Esther chapter number 4 now. And so, what happened is, you know, Esther was already a queen in the palace. And she was given that authority and that position for such a time as this. Yes. That is what has been said. That is what has been said to Esther. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That you are there for such a time as this. That is a very famous verse. So let's go to Esther chapter number 4. Verse number 16. Esther chapter number 4. Verse number 16. Go gather all the Jews. Okay, let me read from verse number 14. Verse number 14. For if you remain completely silent at this time. Mordecai speaking to Esther. Uh, For if you remain completely silent at this time Relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place But you and your father's house will perish Yet who knows Yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this Yes Mordecai detected in the spirit that Esther was not given that position of a queen by chance But it was the plan of God for keeping Esther there in the palace okay verse number 15 then esther told them uh, to reply to mordecai verse 16 go gather all the jews who who are present in shushan and fast for me neither eat nor drink for three days night or day my maids and i will fast likewise and so i will go to the king which is against the law and if i perish i perish verse number 17 so mordecai went his way And according to all that Esther and did according to all that Esther commanded him okay hallelujah now when they started to fast and pray what started to happen is first of all I want to go a little bit in what happens and why do we fast and pray some Christians just fast and pray they don't have a clue why are they fasting and praying what is, what is happening? What, what is the use? First of all, fasting and praying is led by the Holy Spirit. You have to hear the Holy Spirit and go into the fast. And here by the Spirit of God, Esther was led to take up a fast and pray for three days. Just three days. Not a long fast, but three days fast, which was a dry fast. Okay, not eat and drink means no water, not even liquid. It was a dry fast that the Spirit led her to take. And why the spirit led her to take that fast was because the the spirit wanted to reveal to them and through their fasting and praying bring into functionality one of the ancient decrees that the Lord had already released by the mouth of the prophet Samuel against the spirit and the principality which was fighting against them, against Esther and Mordecai. Okay? Okay are we together hallelujah i don't have time but listen to me very carefully when you read the book of daniel chapter 9 daniel started to pray and humble himself before god in fasting and praying and his petition and the burden in his heart was lord restore the kingdom of israel how long will we stay in babylon take us back to our land okay let the temple be re-established let the kingdom of Israel be re-established he was praying and he was praying and he was praying and the Bible says at the end of at the end of the day during the evening sacrifice the man Gabriel the angel Gabriel who already had come to Daniel and Daniel knew this Gabriel came to Daniel And told Daniel, Daniel, your prayers have been heard and all those etc, etc, etc. You know all those things. And the Lord has purposed to do, the Lord, whatever the Lord has purposed to do, which will be revealed to you. And what he started to see and hear was the coming of Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ reigning the whole realm of the earth. So what I want to tell you is, Daniel's prayer was for the restoration of Israel. For the restoration of the kingdom of God. For in his mind, he supposed Israel is the kingdom of God. But when he started to pray, he tapped into an ancient agenda. That God's agenda is not to establish Israel, but to establish the kingdom of his son Jesus Christ over the face of the earth. That is what fasting and praying does. You go to God asking for a life partner or you go to God asking for a business. You are going to God asking for a job and when you start to fast and pray, you will tap into an agenda of God which was created for you before you were formed in your mother's womb. That is what fasting and praying does. You went with a petition but now you see there is something else God has prepared. Am I able to clear you out? okay Uh, are you clear on that when so what Daniel did is listen to me listen to me let me let me explain to you a little bit about the operations that happen when you start to pray and fast first of all when you start to pray many people think praying is asking God God give me this give me this car give me this bungalow give me this money no that is not prayer prayer is prayer is when you enter into the realms of prayer the first thing that will happen is the first thing that will happen is the agenda the burdens in the heart of god will be transmitted to your heart in the form of thoughts in your spirit are we together okay every purpose that is on god's heart will be transmitted to a man's heart as a prayer burden as a prayer burden you went to pray and you are praying for something and you are praying in tongues and tongues. suddenly a burden is transmitted in your heart you don't know how, you don't know why you are crying and you are praying for something else by 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 shedding tears from your eyes something has been transmitted okay hallelujah now the burden that is in your heart is it's not created by you it was already created by god long time ago and it's been it's been transmitted to your heart now okay uh, let me let me take you late let me take you okay don't go there I will I will open the Bible to Isaiah 15 there is nothing for you to read but let me take you to some verses quickly in the book of Isaiah uh, chapter number 15 chapter number 15 verse one the burden against Moab chapter number 17 verse 1 The burden against Damascus Chapter number 19 Verse 1 The burden against Egypt So there are many verses So Isaiah The prophecy of Isaiah Isaiah over Moab Over Egypt Over Damascus Were the prayer burdens That he received in the time of prayer Which translated into a prophecy Are are you understanding? Okay What Isaiah is prophesying over Moab Is not his word it was a prayer burden, In it was a burden in the heart of God, trans, transmitted as a burden in his heart. And that's why the Bible says, the burden against Moab, not the prophecy, the burden. Are we together? So that is the first thing happens when you start praying. Then if, if that happens in prayer, what's the use of fasting? I will come to that. So, when that burden is transmitted to your heart, you... And you continue to pray with that burden okay like for daniel he was praying for the restoration of israel and the burden and the vision that he saw was the coming messiah and his kingdom so he received that burden now, and now he's praying, Lord, I see this is your will. Let this will be done. Let what I have seen that is going to happen, what I have seen that you want to do on the earth, what I have seen that you want to do in my life, let that happen, Lord. You are praying as per the burden now. Your prayer requests have now changed. Okay? Now you are praying as per the burden, what God gave to you in your heart, as per that. And when you are praying for that burden, the initiation to manifest this burden Or the initiation to manifest this vision or plan with For which you are play, praying Is been initiated in heaven after that And for the initiation of the manifestation of this vision or plan That you have received in your heart God sends angels With what? With the strategy of how you should fulfill this vision That you have received in your heart Okay, Let me give you an example. I went to the Lord in, to pray and I wanted God to give me a job in the government. Okay, But my heart was open to the Lord. When I started to pray, Lord, I want a job in the government. First day, second day, I am fasting and seeking the Lord. What started to happen is the ancient plans of God that he made before I was formed in my mother's womb were transmitted in my heart and I came to know it's not God's plan for me to do a government job but it, it's God's plan for me to become a prophet so that burden is transmitted to my heart now my prayer request changes and I pray oh Lord if you want me to make this make me like this Lord fulfill your will in, your, in my life okay so I start to pray as per that new request as per that new burden new vision that i have when i continue to pray for that vision the strategy of how to accomplish this vision is been sent by the hands of the angels to me okay what i have been shown it cannot happen automatically overnight there is a way there is a process Through which i have to go and through which i have to go through which will make it happen so that strategy will be sent by the hands of the angels to me okay that is that is the second thing that happens when you pray now the angels are released for the communication of the process and strategy to the intercessor because even for god to implement his strategies for the fulfilment of his prophecy or burden, it has to be implanted first in the hearts and minds of his servants, so that they can pray and prophesy as per, as per the strategy received. Are we together? That's how powerful prayer is. Let me go very slow what I said. The angels are released for the communication of the process and strategy to the intercessor, because even for God to implement his strategies for the fulfilment of his burden, it has to be implanted first in the hearts and mind of a man, of, of the servant of God. So that they can pray and carry out the minute ministry of fasting and praying and prophetic so that God's strategy will come to pass. Are we together? That's how powerful prayer is. Now, what I want to say about this process is, these can take months and angels have to schedule multiple visits between God's throne room and earth. Yes, one vision that God, ha- God has one, one, one victory that God w- wants to manifest And in, in your life against the Amalekites Against this Haman It may take some days or months or years Because during fast and pray Hallelujah, what will happen is Angels have to schedule multiple visits Between God's throne room and earth To continue to communicate okay this is the next plan okay this is the next strategy and you pray and you pray and you pray now what is the requirement of fasting in this now fasting has to apply now because because demonic principalities would stop angels to come to bring you God's strategies yes that's why fasting has to be applied that is what is Daniel chapter 10 all about that Daniel said, I was led to fast. He did not decide a, a, a schedule that I will fast for 21 days. Yes, I don't have time to go there. Read it afterwards. But Daniel says, I was led to fast by the Lord. And he started to fast. On the 21st day, the Lord told him, Okay, it's done. Stop fasting. Okay? So, there is nothing called as Daniel's fast, there is nothing called as Esther's fast. There is nothing called as 21 day fast there is nothing called as three days fast because Daniel was led to fast but then we realize in the later part of Daniel chapter 10 that on the 21st day, on the 21st day Michael defeated the Prince of Persia and Gabriel was released that's why on the 21st day hallelujah Daniel was asked to stop his fast So it was, even if, so Daniel was asked to fast by the Holy Spirit because there was a delay of the plans and the strategies which was supposed to come to him through the hand of the angel Gabriel. Are we together, are we understanding the ministry of fasting and praying? Okay? Hallelujah. So the the main line is fasting, praying, all these things are being, or should be led by the Holy Spirit. Sometimes God will take you, ask you to take up a fast and you are on the 38th day, a partial fast. 31st day, still you are not hearing, God is telling you continue, continue. Because something is happening in the realms of the spirit. What something? The demonic principalities are resisting the plan of God to come to your mind. That's why you have to continue your fast. The day it will be done, the, the Holy Spirit, okay, today is your last day. From today you can start eating are we together that is what fasting and praying does okay so did you understand first of all what did I say when we said to pray the burden on the heart of God the vision is been communicated to our hearts first of all and then we start when we start to pray accordingly okay if, a, if there is a person who will resist that burden and pray No, 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 I don't want that Lord I want a government job only You miss the mark You are fasting and praying Even if you are fasting for 40 days It's a waste Because you are not receiving the burdens from God Once the burden is received You start to pray as per that What happens is God will activate angels To be sent to you And they will transmit thoughts They will give you letters Through visions, through dreams They will come to you And show you this is what next you have to do. This is the the strategy. This is the process. And when you pray for that process to be implemented. Again there will be multiple visits. And in midst of that there are principalities. That are blocking the communication of heaven and earth. Yes. Do you know what what is the devil's job? The The devil does not want people on earth to communicate with God. Yes. He, he blocks the communication between heaven and earth. That is his job. That's why most of the attacks that he brings in your life will target your prayer life and your word life. Because it is only through that, that you can communicate with God. Hallelujah. And why he blocks the communication with God? Because if you start to, start, if you start to communicate with your God, his plans and purposes will be implemented in your life, which will be a threat to him. And furthermore, if you continue to start communicating with your God, the plans and purposes for the nations and the territories through your life, through your prayer ministry will be implemented. That's why he does not want, the devil does not want God to intervene in the affairs of the earth. And that is called darkness darkness is not black black darkness is a place where there is no intervention of God that is what the devil wants to make the earth and your life and the lives of Christians that God should not intervene in their life am I able to make you clear okay coming back to the book of Esther so Esther was led by the Spirit and Esther her servants and Mordecai and the Jews in Shushan were commanded to take up a fast that was dry fast without water and without food for three days and Esther said after three days I will go to the king and if I perish I perish but after doing that fast what happened is That fast and pray was able to bring out an ancient decree released by God against the principality and bring it into execution in the realms of the earth. After that fast and pray, hallelujah, Esther went to the the, the courts of the king and took a permission. And that very night, Haman wanted to kill Mordecai on the gallows, you know, on on, on on the gallows that he had prepared. But what happened is, Ahasuerus was not able to sleep that night. And he said, open the book of remembrance. I want to search out something in the records. And when they searched the record, it was found out that Mordecai had saved the king's life. But the king did not help or honor Mordecai. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There are people who do good. There are people who are working hard but you are not getting the recognition. Haman takes away your recognition. There is a principality that is fighting with you. You need to take the steps. Are we together? Hallelujah. Yes. That is the power of fast and pray. When you fast and pray in the spirit led by the spirit. Hallelujah, but fast and pray has prerequisites. I told you what are the prerequisites? You should not bow down. You should not pay homage to the devil and bow down before his words. Hallelujah. Second, you should know, you should show no mercy to Haman. Mordecai did not say, Oh, no, 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 Haman is a good friend. I'll, I'll let me bow down. I will make him my friend. No, no mercy to this man, whoever he is. He is God's enemy. Have nothing with them. Have no part with them. That is the second. If you skip these steps and go into a fast and pray, nothing will happen. Hallelujah. Are we together? Amen. (coughs) Okay. Okay. So, let's go. So, uh, there is a lot of things now. What is happening in Esther, the book of Esther. But we don't have time we are already out of time but let's go back to the book of Esther and and chapter number chapter number thir- uh, chapter number five verse 13 let me read few verses chapter number five verse 13 yet all this avails me nothing as long as I see Mordecai the Jew sitting at the king's gate. Then his wife, Haman's wife, Zeresh, and all his friends said to him, Let a gallows be made, fifty cubits high, and in the morning suggest to the king that Mordecai be, Mordecai be hanged on it. Then go merrily with the king to the banquet, And the, and the thing pleased Haman. So he had the gallows made. Chapter number six, verse number one. That night the king could not sleep, so one was commanded to bring the book of the records, of the chronicles, and they were read before the king. And it was found written that Mordecai had told of Bictana and Teresh, two of the king's eunuchs, the doorkeepers who had sought to lay hands on King Ahasuerus. Then the king said, what honor or dignity has been bestowed on Mordecai for this? And the king's servants who attended him said nothing has been done for him. And then the king honored Mordecai. Okay. Then let's go to. Let's go to. uh, Chapter number 7. Verse number 9. Verse number 9. Now Harbona, one of the eunuchs said to the king. Look the gallows 50 cubits high which Haman made for Mordecai. Who spoke good on the king's behalf is standing at the house of Haman. Then the king said, hang him on it. So they hanged Haman on the gallows that he had prepared for Mordecai. Then the king's wrath was subsided. In the mighty name of Jesus. Let that spirit, let that enemy be hanged on the same gallow that he prepared for you to kill you in Jesus mighty name. Let's go to Esther chapter number 9. Verse number 1 Now in the twelfth month, that is the month of Aida, on the thirteenth day, the time came for the king's command and his decree to be executed. On the day that the enemies of the Jews had hoped to overpower them, the opposite occurred. In that the Jews themselves overpowered those who hated them. In Jesus' mighty name, let the Lord turn around tables and what the enemy planned to do against you, the same happened to them, let every evil arrows be sent back to them and damage do the damage to them that they had planned to do to you, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Okay, then the Bible also says, verse number 10, verse number 10, the same chapter, the 10 sons of Haman, the son of Hamadatta, the enemy of the Jews, they killed, but they did not lay hand on the plunder, okay, you see what is happening? the same word that the lord released through samuel you shall not your mother will be childless haman was not only killed all his sons were targeted and killed along with him so so it is not about our fasting and praying it is about the ancient decrees that the lord has already released against your enemy yes your enemy is already destroyed not in the physical but in the spiritual, by the ancient word of the Lord. (laughs) The word that Samuel told, that is what has happened here. And what the Bible says, they destroyed and they killed everyone, but did not took the plunder. So what Saul left uncompleted, Mordecai completed it in Jesus' mighty name. What your ancestors did not complete, you will complete it in Jesus' mighty name hallelujah are we understanding hallelujah the Bible the Bible the Bible I want to make a statement which is true in the spirit that the Bible is a book of warfare and God's kingdom from Genesis until revelation has already been resisted always been resisted and fought against by several other demonic kingdoms God's kingdom is one kingdom And the enemy has several other kingdoms Like the kingdom of Amalek The kingdom of Philistine The kingdom of Babylon And it's a book of kingdom warfare And we are the warriors in the battlefield We have to understand the spiritual strategies And what is happening Why is happening And if you are a man and a woman Who can tap into the mystery of God And stay connected to the heart of God The devil cannot kill you The devil cannot kill you I am sent to the world to raise a breed of people whom the devil cannot kill. Yes, in Jesus' mighty name. You will not die in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Men and women of spirit don't die by the will of the world or by the will of the enemy. They are put to sleep by the will of their God. Yes, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ hallelujah hallelujah let us pray let us pray we don't have time father we want to thank you father father we raise up a standard against this evil principality Lord hallelujah remember one thing that by your power you cannot pull down a principality you don't have the power to defeat a principality who will do the job are the angels of God yes you are the initiator of the activity of the angels And you will initiate, you are the initiator But not the one who will actually do it The angels do it Okay, just a disclaimer so that you will be safe That you don't say I defeat and can destroy the prince. You cannot do it The angels actually do it And when Esther and Mordecai started to pray The realms of the spirit were open And the ancient decree came to pass And everything started to happen as per the word of Samuel Which he uttered against Agag Are you ready to rise up as a fearless man and woman of God, showing no mercy to the enemy? Oh, don't be like Saul, people. Don't be like Saul. Don't be like Saul, people. Oh, hallelujah. Love the things that God loves and hate the things, hate the people that God hates. Don't make friendship with them. Hallelujah. I pray, Lord, in the church of God in India, Lord, And over the nations of the world that you will raise up fearless prophets who will pray the prayers of judgment. Yes, we are missing those prayers. That's why the devil is doing what he wants to do freely in the world. That's why satanic agendas are coming to pass. And the church can't do nothing about it because the church is so naive. The church is acting so lovely. We are not called to be lovely, beautiful, and naive and like babies. We are called to be warriors. We are called to be fearless prophets and prophetesses. Hallelujah like Samuel. And Samuel said, Bring out Agag. And Agag told the 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 bitterness of death has passed away. He was counter-attacking Samuel that time and telling Samuel, Samuel, even if you kill me. The principality is still at work, but Samuel said, oh, is it? Let me release a prophetic judgment over your ancestral line. And the mother of your children will always be childless in Jesus' mighty name. And I release that ancient decree over the enemy right now in Jesus' mighty name. In anyone's life that ancient Amalek is fighting that Haman is fighting against you I release that decree in Jesus mighty name hallelujah I already, already have released the decree you have to follow the process and take the steps so that that decree will manifest hallelujah and kill Haman and his sons in Jesus mighty name hallelujah Ei ramoko ya malakrebeti yaraba krealsa lea Seke raba Trial Taraba. raba lea prabamantroko zakrabati yaraba lea mantoko ya lakamarabanso lea la marialsialsa raba la rabe emperial da raba lahal prayer and fasting is powerful, my dear brothers and sisters. Hallelujah, when done in the spirit and led by the spirit. Oh, you don't know what it does. Hallelujah. Most of us think that prayer and fasting has to be done to fulfill our desires. No, it's not like that. It's far above what we think or imagine. It's about kingdom warfare. Hallelujah. And as a faithful soldier, when you fight and and contribute to fulfill the agendas of God by being faithful in the ministry of prayer and fasting, God will take care of you. God will take care of your needs God will supply all your needs God will take care of your financial physical whatever needs are keep you in under his protection yes when you continue to do kingdom warfare and uh, continue to serve God in active service in his army the Lord will preserve you protect you and give uh, there are more benefits than the government gives for a prime minister the Lord will give it for you my dear friends hallelujah why don't you become faithful and be recruited by him be eligible to be in his army and work for him work for God that is what I want to tell tell you work for the Lord this time is to work for him hallelujah work as per his direction not by your will not how you want to but uh, but but tap into the will of God into the ancient agendas of God hallelujah and work for him Brothers and sisters, oh hallelujah. Thank you for the great deliverance that you have accomplished in the midst of us, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you for the great power against the enemy that has been released in the midst of us through your prophetic words, Lord. Thank you for the great enlightenment, Lord. And the opening of of the eyes and the ears of people that you have accomplished in the midst of us, Lord. By the teaching of your word, Lord. We thank you for it, for what you are doing in our midst, Lord. Hallelujah. We give you all the glory, honor and praise.